This is Dave Bayless. In this episode, Andy Baldwin of Profitable Ideas Exchange speaks with How Clients Buy co-author Tom McMakin about the importance of trust in the context of professional services. So, Tom, why is trust important in a professional services sale? Oh, trust is everything, right? Once they become aware of you and they know what you do, trusting the person that you're going to engage with is the whole ball of wax. Economists call it services credence goods, which means simply that uh, you have to believe that the person that is serving you will serve your interests and do what they say. There's actually, the the reason that credence goods are interesting and and the reason they're relevant to expert services is that there's an information asymmetry in in the world of expert services. Imagine that you go to a, a car mechanic and the mechanic comes out and goes, oh, Andy, it looks like the valve ring is shot here and, and actually we're gonna uh, have to replace the entire head gasket. So notice what's going on there. As an expert in, in engines, uh, your mechanic is both diagnosing the problem and also telling you what you should do, what the the solution to the problem is. And in those cases, you really have to trust the person that you're talking with. Contrast that with a product. My house is dirty, Uh, I diagnose the problem, I go to the hardware store, I buy a broom. So in that case, I diagnose the problem and I go buy the solution based on features and attributes. A credence good is a good or a service that is sold um, in a case where I, as the provider, have unique insight into what the nature of the problem is Mm -hmm. um, and then also what the solution is. And so that we call trust. So in your book, you write that there are two types of trust. What are these two kinds of trust? You know, I think the first kind of trust is, will someone do what they say they're going to do? Uh, and the second kind of trust is, do they have my best interests at heart? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first case, if I ask a friend to pick me up at the airport, and the, f- the first time I might wake up an hour early in case I need to call an Uber and they don't, they don't show up. Um, but by the 10th time, I, I feel as though they are going to do what they say they're going to do. They always show up at 5 o'clock. I always get to the, to the airport on time. So there's that sense of, will the person deliver on the promise that they've set out? And then the second, which is very different, which is, do they have my best interests at heart? Or are they going to take advantage of this, a, uh, this information asymmetry in order to uh, do me wrong? Um, If they're diagnosing the problem, they could diagnose a much larger problem, uh, you know, replace the head gasket um, that's much more expensive and not in my interest. And so I need to believe that they have my interests at at heart. So what can someone actually do to to build trust with the people that they want to serve? Yeah, you know, in the first case, which is a sense that that you will do what you say you're going to do, the best thing you can do is uh, case studies or maybe you have a logo page on your deck where you say, look at all these great companies we've worked for before that assures people that, uh, well, if that big company trusts them, they must follow through on their promise. References, of course, are great. Um, Why well, I hired Andy uh, for that project and she came in, you know, on time and under budget, that, that speaks volumes. Um, probably the best thing you can do to sort of uh, build trust in that first instance is to have worked with a person before. Um, so maybe I worked for a, an organization and I hired an attorney, um, and now I work for another organization and I recommend that attorney. And I say, we should bring that attorney in because they always get the job done. They're highly effective. In the latter case, which is, do you have my interests at heart? 
um, that's much tougher. A lot of times we use intersections in our experience um, as a way of uh, mitigating the risk that we don't know each other. We've never worked together. So, oh, I see you went to uh, Northwestern's Kellogg School for your, your business degree. My sister went there roughly the same time. Did you all know each other? Or uh, I see you work for that firm. I used to work for that firm as well. And so we're trying to close that gap and use our social networks to underwrite the risk of the fact that we've never worked before. But in the end, the thing that that uh, really fuels that kind of trust is experience. I've worked with this person before, or I know somebody that I trust has my interests at heart, and they recommend that I work with you. We interviewed um, a former McKinsey uh, consultant and uh, the head of uh, consulting for North America for Accenture for a number of years, Walt Schill. And Walt Schill said uh, one of the most effective things he's seen for building trust is simply to volunteer on a nonprofit board and then to volunteer your services to that organization. Um, and what happens is your other board members begin to experience the quality and the effort that you put into the project and they begin to trust you enough to put their projects into your hands. Mm -hmm.